0: Hey, everybody. Time for a new word balloon. Welcome. Happy New Year. It's John Suntras closing out 2017, ushering in 2018 with my good buddy Mike Norton. I went to Four Star Studios on Friday and recorded this conversation. Jim Terry pops up at the end, and uh, we talk about, um, you know, movies and and whatnot. But, of course, it was an interesting year for Mike. Uh, Spurred on by the election of Donald Trump, Mike started uh, a comic strip. That has become nationally syndicated by Go Comics. Go Comics is a legit uh, syndicator. Uh, Tribune uses uh, their stuff. I know in Chicago Tribune, I mean, they've got top newspaper comics. Mike's comic is digital, it's Little Donnie. And uh, as you've heard, it's become a curse and a blessing, or you will hear when you hear Mike talk about it. But um, it's very funny. If you don't share these politics, you may not find it funny. I happen to. And uh, it's it's very interesting, and Mike even said what started out as just this kind of honest artistic reaction has become its own thing that he feels obligated to stay committed to. And uh, it's very interesting hearing his thoughts on making the Strip and uh, the Strip finding its audience. So we talk about that, we talk about Battle Pug. He's doing a DC comic right now called Mystic U, which uh, features a very young Zatanna and a bunch of other young uh, DC Universe magicians. Magic people, kind of learning their craft. Uh, it's another interesting book that Mike said he probably wouldn't have done on his own, but he's enjoying himself. And it's just a good casual conversation. I, I love talking to the four-star guys, all of them, truly. Sean Dove, Ryan Brown, uh, Jim Terry, Mike Norton, and Tim Seely, And we heard Tim last week. So uh, they're, they're kind of semi-regulars on board Balloon, especially because they're local guys. Good chance to uh, catch up with Mike Norton and see what's been going on with him. So uh, that's our uh, conversation today. Happy New Year, Mr. Norton, on today's Word Balloon. Word Balloon is brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Thank you, League, for your support. 2017 was a very rocky year, personally. I got uh, let go of my uh, full-time radio job back in um, November of 2016. I had no idea how things were going to play out. Um, Things have improved. Uh, Not to the point where I have a full-time radio job, but I have a a, a very good part-time radio job. And also, uh, thanks to the... uh, generosity and um, support of the League of Word Balloon listeners. I've been able to keep the lights on, pay the bills, and I I really appreciate it. So thank you very much, truly, for uh, helping me get through a rough year. Uh, Word Balloon, if you'd like to subscribe to it, it's free. It'll always be free. But if you want to help out the cause, you can go to patreon.com slash Balloon. We were all a little worried at the beginning of the month. It sounded like Patreon was going to change things. They haven't. So if you didn't get the update... um, Patreon is not taking more service fees from uh, you subscribers rather than the content creators as they had been doing and all of us were fine with that arrangement. Um, They changed their minds and thankfully are going to continue business as they had been doing. And again, us content creators will pay the service fees, rightfully so. So uh, I'm really glad that Patreon had a change of heart. Listen to the audience. Listen to us content, uh, content providers. So, if you want to support Word Balloon, go to patreon.com slash or go to wordballoon.com and click on the Patreon ad there. Thank you very much for your support, League of Word Balloon listeners. Word Balloon is also brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. And there are some great trades that are available now for InStock Trades as uh, we go into the first week of January. Uh, here's some great deals. A lot of these, I think, were from last week. Uh, the Batman Brave and Bold Bronze Age Omnibus. Bob Haney, Ross Andrew, among other artists. Great stuff, man. This is uh, covering Brave and Bold 74 through 91. Uh, really, some of the prime Brave and Bold stuff. It's 50% off, just $17.49. You can get uh, Black Panther, Man Without Fear, the complete collection. David Liss's take on the Black uh, Panther, drawn by the incredible Francesco Francavilla, One of my favorite takes, uh, when, uh, you know, during Shadowland, when Bad pa- Black Panther took over for uh, you know Hell's Kitchen and being the guardian of Hell's Kitchen, great series, man. Fifty percent off seventeen dollars and forty nine cents. You can also reach way back to a classic Black Panther story, Panther's Quest. Don McGregor, the great Don McGregor, one of the fantastic Black Panther writers of uh, the the Bronze Age. Gene Colan, the great Gene Colan, doing the interiors. Plus, you got an amazing Bill Reinhold cover. Great collection, man. I'm telling you. Uh, this is from Marvel Comics Presents 13 through 37. That was the weekly, I believe, of Marvel Comics. 50% off. It's uh, $14.99. Can you hear my uh, dryer in the background as I'm spinning? Gotta get clean clothes for work tonight, man. I'm telling you. Saga Volume 8. Uh, this is, uh, of course, Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples. Uh, it's a great run, and it continues to be. It's uh, 45% off, $8.24. Uh, just a few of the great books that are available now at InStockTrades.com. Don't take my word for it. Check it out for yourself. Great books at great prices. InStockTrades.com. Without further ado, let us begin our conversation with Mike Norton to wrap up 2017 and usher in 2018. Now on Word below. All right, I'm at Four Star Studios hanging out on the couch with Mike Norton. And it's usually when I'm in this area, it's an after hours party going on. And...
1: and you can see the stains that I've left. The Beer stains all over the floor, like the tracks of your tears. Mm-hmm.
0: That's beautiful. It was a fun party. Thank you, and it was great because I'm like, hey, let's uh, let's talk next week. He's like, yeah, sure. And at that point, I could have said like, let's you know, illuminate side of your house. Yeah,
1: I, d- I didn't remember saying that. <laughs> I don't remember it's okay. it. Okay. I I mean I I mean that literally is from where I dropped something and I fell over and hit this couch. <laughs> and the next day, I felt like. Uh, somebody beat me up. My neck ache has just now gone away. <laughs> be you responsible. That's all right. And you know, oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't go driving right, afterwards. Right. But, so I it's mean, okay. That's fine. Um, you know. You slipped it off.
0: All right. Well, good. Well, now we're talking. Welcome, buddy. Hello. As I'm drinking from a jug. <laughs> yes, you are. While really? I'm talking to you. <laughs> Could you play the banjo while we talk as well, please? I, can't,
1: I wanted to, but I can't. Did play. you really? Yeah. Well, I, I had this. Uh, aspiration in high school that i wanted to learn all the stringed instruments interesting but i didn't
0: i, <laughs> did, I, you I did you stop at like lute or not that no, no, lute's not by the way lute's not a string instrument in yeah, no, 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 I, uh, I, yeah.
1: I got i was like guitar bass mandolin yeah and then i picked up That'd a violin good. and i was like i don't know how to make a sound on this thing <laughs> so i was like well okay there goes that <laughs>
0: That's great. Um, you have had a fun uh, 2017, and I think one of the, uh, I want to start off with maybe one of the unexpected things that you kind of fell into, and that's writing little and drawing Little Donnie.
1: I wouldn't call that fun. Yeah, all, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, that's part of one of my questions, is it, obviously, you're finding humor in this, but also at the same time, you're angry. So which, is it a combination of both that's fueling this uh, strip?
1: I mean, it's either this or make death threats to them on Twitter every day, which I'm almost there. Right. So, I mean, that's what I did. I, I, it was my way of coping. Um, and now I've kind of dug myself into a hole that I can't really get out of. You know, I started something and now, you know, once you start something, if you say, now I'm not going to do it, then you're kind of quitting you know, I don't want to quit before he does. I understand.
0: but you know, you stumble into something that really, no matter how it ends and when it ends, is a document of our times, and I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I I'm glad that I did it. I'm not saying that you know, don't look at my comic strip. I made it for people to look at, <laughs> but at, at the same time, it was just like it was definitely a hey look at me i'm making fun of this guy uh i didn't mean it to be like a some high piece of art it's it's the lowest of art actually it's me insulting somebody and uh other people found comfort in it too so i mean i i'm i'm uh, it it is a it's it's a new thing that i did and i'm proud that i tried something new Uh, two years ago if you told me I'd be a political cartoonist nobody and and I wouldn't have believed you um so I mean it is a a different sort of thing um when I was a kid I didn't think I would be a syndicated cartoonist either and now I am so it's different um but yeah I hate that guy and it's basically just me being petty um So, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's like I don't ever want to forget that the, I might be like putting a, a higher title on something that's just me being an asshole. But he was an asshole first. So. Absolutely.
0: Well, I, I love it. And also prior to doing this, you did a brief after Lost. Lost really inspired, I think. You, would that be your yeah, first strip? I mean,
1: yeah, that's true. I mean, I've done strips before, but it takes something that really won't get out of my head. And Lost was in my head for a long time, so I made Lost comic strips and people like those. <laughs> but not to the extent that, like, this guy is... Yeah. Lost was a cultural phenomenon, and I guess you could say that this guy is, too, but he, you know, people have forgotten that Lost was a show. <laughs> you know, nobody's going to forget this guy, unfortunately.
0: Every so, day. Yeah. Every yeah. day. So is it easy to pick strip ideas no. or okay? Yeah, talk to me about it. It
1: is one of the most difficult. Sometimes it's. I mean, sometimes the s- strips just come to you, and they're that. It's like okay, this this is this is a, a funny insult. I never think of them as jokes. I was like, this is a funny insult, but then I have to like make it so that I don't look stupid. Like when you draw the comic, it's like I need to look like I'm a smart person too. So I have to make a joke and make it look like I am a professional cartoonist and know what I'm doing, and that's the difficult part. Coming up with a a slam on somebody is unfortunately very easy, um, but making it into a, a joke is tougher. That's why everybody says, you know, this it writes itself, and it's like, no, it's easy to slam somebody, but it's not easy to try and make it, seem clever
0: yeah it's a mini sketch every time you do a strip
1: well sketches are even easier because sketches somebody tells you what to do you know
0: you just no 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 i mean shirt. i mean like comedy sketch oh, when i say yeah, sketch yeah well, you're yeah, right though yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah it's like a, it's like a mini comedy sketch because yeah, it it's is a like scene that. it's it a is scene. like
1: that because you have yeah. to craft it so it's like well this is too long and if you use this words and this combination it's not as funny as if you do this and you know that kind of stuff and things you don't think about when you're writing other things you know certainly not when you're like when I write battle pug and it's just like well I'll just put something stupid here and then somebody punches something and here you have to like think about you know I used this word in this panel so I can't use it in this panel because then it cuts off the humor of what I said there that kind of thing. It's trickier than I thought. And it wasn't what I was expecting when I started, because now I have to do it. And so I get up on Monday, and I was like, well, I really need to finish this comic book, but I can't, because i got to spend three hours drawing this crap that I <laughs> didn't need to do. Nobody told me to. I don't get paid for it. I was going to ask, Really? Well, I mean, Go Comics is a per-click company. I mean, I have a contract there and I have a guarantee, but it's a very small guarantee, and uh, I yeah, I don't make money off of it.
0: Okay, will you collect it though? And certainly now that we're going into year two, mm-hmm. do you see yourself collecting each year? I,
1: I, I want to collect it, but I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. Okay, I, I, it's the most requested thing I yeah. have this year. Is I bet a collection for it, but I haven't really put any thought into putting it together yet okay because when I'm not drawing it I'm drawing other stuff and I'm more concentrated on that because that's really I mean I feel like if I was as obsessed as over this guy I probably would go crazy I'd be angry all the time and I I'm not angry all the time because uh, I don't know why
0: well you're you're living your life as we should even though this is an upsetting time, you can't let it
1: mm-hmm. consume
0: you, obviously. And some people have let it consume them.
1: Yeah, and they're not fun people.
0: No. I agree. Is, well, is it um, doing the... Oh, and I didn't mean to interrupt if you got No, well, I wasn't saying anything. All right, there we go. Nothing <laughs> important. Um, is it mostly four panels? Do you try to limit yourself to...
1: No, I don't. I yeah. do whatever I feel like doing. Okay. It's harder when it's more than four panels, but I started out doing a lot of panels because I wanted, you were saying it was like a sketch, and that's what I was like trying to make it what I picture in my head if this was like a little skit. And a lot of time that requires more. It Writing scripts is difficult. That four-panel or three-panel formula, there's an art to it that I haven't necessarily mastered. And even if you do master it, there's very hard constrictions to it to make a funny, funny joke. In four panels, and uh, sometimes I have to do more or do less. You know.
0: Have you met any other comic book people that do strips and have talked, to, or anybody that's doing, whether it's web strip or newspaper strip stuff, and talked to them at all about doing uh, strip-like uh, formats?
1: No, I mean I knew I know a lot of people. Like back in Memphis, I knew more cartoonists than I did comic book artists. Okay. And so, like,
0: were they locals or were they syndicated? Yeah, Greg or?
1: Cravens, who draws the buckets, lives in Memphis. Okay, sure. And he's a, 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 a Jackson boy, like I am. Cool. And, um, there are a couple other people locally that that draw comic strips, and uh, I never like picked their brain about it because, in my mind, that's not what I ever wanted to do. You know what? I, I didn't care. Sure. I mean, I did a strip in my college newspaper. I knew it was difficult.
0: Okay. Okay, that's all. And since doing now, you haven't talked to anybody about. No, you know, no, not really. Okay, Um,
1: I, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not good about asking people for help. (laughs) You know, I never never really ask anybody's opinion, and when I do, I usually don't listen to them when I do it. Okay.
0: (laughs) I know. A few months ago, I told you. I wondered if, you know, you're staying away from, like, you know, Doonesbury or anything, and your response was...
1: I don't... What did I say? I don't read Doonesbury? Yeah, you worry that you... uh, I never read it. I don't think it's funny. There you go. That's... I didn't want to... I never thought it was funny when I was a kid, and I never got any funnier. (laughs) That's fine, But, I mean, that says more about me than him. I mean, I... I, My my stuff is very immature, and he's, like, trying to, like, be clever, and I'm like, no... (laughs) I'm just. I'm gonna put an actual fart joke in this one. Well,
0: I like both, and and, I, and honestly, I mean, yeah, you're not you're not obliged to like something even though it's successful, so that's mm-hmm. okay. But yeah, I was wondering, you know, the other side of the political comic spectrum are the editorial cartoonists. Yeah, and I love a really good editorial cartoon, as I'm sure you do.
1: Sure, I mean they're very the thing. The thing I've because I've paid a lot of attention to them now. I mean, I always liked editorial cartoons when I was a kid for some reason. I don't know why. I, I think it's the style that they all seem to have. They all seem to like run with that same sort of illustrative style. I thought that was kind of a neat thing that they all did that. But um, uh, The thing I notice now is, and, and it, it's something I, I concentrate on not doing in my, my strip, is that No matter how good the likeness is, they always have to write down who somebody is in something. And I feel like that's either either you're not confident in your storytelling ability or you think everybody's stupid that's reading this. And so I just decided not to do that at all.
0: I wonder if that's editors that make them do that, too. I don't know. Just it's to be, like, like, safe.
1: But it, they, I mean, it's also, it's like, that may be the style, because ever since right. editorial cartoon started, they did that.
0: That's true. Absolutely.
1: So, I just don't. Okay. Because I was like, if you don't know who this is, then I failed. I understand. So have,
0: have you seen that HBO documentary about her block? no do you know do you know who Herblock was Uh-oh. Herblock was a Washington Post cartoonist mm-hmm. and doing both really great humor and really poignant ones he's the one that if you may have seen in history books when JFK was assassinated the shot of Lincoln on the Lincoln Memorial crying mm. that was Herblock and a lot of great Watergate uh, yeah. cartoons were Herblock and stuff I'll like that i have to look at that though. it's amazing honestly
1: I'll have to look at that I'm talking like my, my wife's parents now they're hmm. farmers and they don't say watch tv they say look at tv <laughs> you gonna look at that show tonight and i'm like no nah, i'm gonna watch it i'm not gonna look at it <laughs> that's farm talk i can it appreciate farm it. talk totally right? man
0: Yeah, i don't have time to watch it man i'll look at it, it but i've got other stuff i gotta get done well, my
1: family was farmers too and they never said <laughs> look at
0: <laughs> so is that an iowa thing must be an iowa
1: must thing, be an iowa thing that's, i guess
0: <laughs> that's excellent man um So, it's weekly, right? The little Donnie? I try
1: to do it uh, at least twice a week. Okay. At first I started, I was doing three times, sometimes four. Wow. But I was fired up at the beginning. Sure, sure, sure. And now, the irony being, like, as soon as I got on gocomics.com, it's like, (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. So, it's become more like two- I'm trying not to do just one, but I've slowed down here at the end of the year.
0: Okay. Have any surprising media sites picked up that you're doing it beyond? I'm sure the comic journalists have all picked no, up that you're doing it. No,
1: nobody seems to notice except, like, every time I go to a convention, um, a pe- people who come up to the table, like, whisper it over the table, Is I really like what you're doing. <laughs> Like, they're going to get arrested? <laughs> That's right. All right, bring them in. And then, <laughs> and then also a lot of professionals, like Mike Carlin at D.C. told me that he reads it all, all the time. And That's I'm like, fantastic. really?
0: That's great.
1: And so, like, a lot of Doug Hazelwood. Like, I was in Mexico, and all these, like, professionals said that they read it. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't know you even knew who I was. <laughs> but, um but yeah, it's surprising the stuff that like I try to get noticed with like the comic book stuff, and this is what everybody knows me for.
0: Go Comics is it like? Do you know? Do you know your readership there? I mean, can do you? Wanna... Uh,
1: I I don't for sure. I have subscribers, and I have I don't have that many. Like I have more followers on Twitter than I do subscribers at Go Comics. Okay, but um,
0: well, I know I look at it on Facebook
1: when you post. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's hard to quantify. I do get click reports, mm-hmm. but I've only had one, and it was only up for like uh, three weeks before I got that. Oh, okay. So every quarter, sure. So I'll find out at the beginning of the year. Interesting. How well I do, I guess. Okay. Well, and I know uh, I get a lot of hate mail for it. So.
0: I'm, sh- I'm sure. Well, I'm sure you do. I'm sure there's an organized band that doesn't even read it, but is happy yeah, to yeah, send you hate yeah, yeah, mail sure. too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's that's where we are right now. Well,
1: you know, I'm I'm more scared of the people on Go Comics that like it than I am the people that hate it because <laughs> they 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 make crazy posts too. So I'm I'm they, like I don't know. Don't don't say I'm your friend <laughs> just because we got common goals here.
0: Would you so? Would you want to do a Reddit or something like that, or any sort of like Q and A about it? I guess Beyond, you know I mean, to the audience. I mean,
1: if it was just constantly like saying bye to people calling me a snowflake, then it probably wouldn't be super fun. But, <laughs> but I mean, sure, if people wanted to ask questions, I'll answer them. I'm, all, I always answer questions. Yes,
0: based on this conversation,
1: I'm not really. I don't really initiate conversations if you know I me very well.
0: But you know, you really have hit a thing that. I'm glad that, you know, Go Comics is part of it. I'm glad you're thinking about well, I collecting to, it at some point.
1: I have to thank Caleb Gellner for doing that because he was working at Go Comics. And uh, Caleb's a, a, a comic book creator in his own right. And um, he, he said, hey, you should uh, submit this. And so I did. And then it got in there. I mean, he was, he's not the guy that decides that stuff. He was just, like, working there.
0: Another cartoonist.
1: yeah. Well, I don't think he had a strip either. Oh, okay. I think he was like on staff somewhere else oh, in that okay. in that company. Is Go Comics here? Is it Because know in line Kansas is Kansas City. Okay. It's Andrews McMeal Syndicate. Oh wow. Andrews McMeal Universal. So it's the old comics. Yeah, syndicate. yeah. Holy cow. So okay, yeah. that's, that's why I say well, I'm the syndicate cartoonists. Yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's it they don't it's not printed in any comics. Any newspaper comics. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, no newspapers. Which is the which is the defining uh, the defining uh, qualification to submit it for a Pulitzer.
0: Oh I man! Found out. Yeah, so if, because it's I, not I, in a physical paper, a friend, even though you're in a, a newspaper syndicate. Yeah,
1: I had a friend. Go on. I have a friend for the New York Times. who's was like you need to submit this. And I'm like, really? And she said, like, yeah. Uh, here's the qualifications. I like, I don't think I qualify. So. Oh man, God, that sucks, man. It sucks because the prize is like fifteen grand. No, I was like, I, I don't <laughs> care I, I guess understand. I could say I won a Pulitzer and people would know what that is, but I would really like fifteen grand right now. That'd I, be pretty cool.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling if you publish this that you will make fifteen grand. And especially I would again, as your booster, suggest doing each year because then you'll get like four oh, trades we'll out see. of it, you know. And also, um, I'm, seriously, man, I mean, you could, like, I don't know if there's been a, a catchphrase or anything like that that's come of the strip, but, you know, I mean, you could make T-shirts. I mean, you really could go to town on uh, this fucking thing. I
1: kind of stayed away from doing, like, uh, merchandise. Okay. Because I feel icky making money off of A this terrible guy's. situation,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I don't want anything with this guy's face on it, you know?
0: <laughs> I understand that, that I make too. money. With I understand. It? I Well, I, pre- I uh, respect that. In fact, that.
1: A, a lot of the publishers that I've talked to about collecting it, we've discussed, like, like a portion of proceeds going to charity sort of thing
0: that's awesome, and I know at the beginning of the year, you kind of adopted as a charity the southern legal defense no i I didn't you or
1: i did I donated a lot to them, but what my what I was doing is like every convention I've gone to this year, I've donated everything I made to charity that like actively works against policies yes, yes um. In Southern Poverty Law Center was definitely one of them. I we've okay. we given a, a bunch to them, but yeah, I've, I've chosen a lot of. There was a um, uh, we gave it to the No Dapple people, the uh, the the um um so many um, human rights campaign the um that's great the Matthew Shepard uh, thing. There's a What's the Emily's list? Yes. Like, I can't yes. even think. I can't remember all of is them. Is Julie, Julie? Is Julie helping you? Uh, pick she helps things? pick out a bunch yeah, of your them. Your wife? Yeah, yeah. My wife. She helps me pick out some of them. Julie's a social worker for people who don't know. it, right? Yeah. Well, so. I mean, it's not quite social work oh, she does me. now, but she does work with you know housing for, uh, uh developmentally developmentally disabled and and poor. So that's awesome. She yeah. helps pick that stuff up that's cool but yeah i mean it's like uh i i give away the money that i make at shows which sometimes isn't a lot you know because sometimes sure. i don't make a lot sure but it's like it really doesn't ma- it's not what i'm making my living off of so it doesn't hurt me to give it away okay so
0: well i love it and i'm really happy that you were inspired to do it because I think it's showing different muscles that you have.
1: I was well. I was telling somebody, I was like, "It's literally the least I could do." As, as a person in my situation in the United States right now, literally the least I could do is say I don't, I'm not on board with this, and then give money to people that are suffering from it. <laughs> that is literally the least I could do.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, I, it's great, and I congratulations, son you being inspired to do it and I'm glad you're doing it. So mm-hmm. that's awesome.
1: Yeah, congratulations to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me.
0: Yeah, you. Doing a decent thing. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, all right. So, and I'm and forgive me. I did not know you were doing this new DC book. So, what? Uh, I know. I you feel have your terrible.
1: Finger on the pulse of DC Comics. What is Mike Norton doing For younger doing now? new readers.
0: Exactly. So, mystic you?
1: Yeah. It's a uh, it's uh it's Alice Alyssa Quitney, who used to be a Vertigo editor, and now she's been writing young adult novels. Very cool. Um, it's a uh, mini series. They're trying this out for newer readers, but it works within current DC continuity. Okay. So it's kind of like this Elseworlds, but not Elseworlds sort of thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Kind of like Gotham Academy and some of these other. Yeah. Sort of like Sand that.
1: It, it's outside the realm, but it, if you decided, hey, this is Going on while Batman's being Batman, it works.
0: That's cool. You know, uh, Matt Wagner was like that with a lot of, like, Madame Xanadu. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, they don't say it's, they say it's not continuity. As far as I'm concerned, it is. And I'm certainly like playing in the DC universe. Also,
1: Madame Xanadu, big part of this series.
0: There you go. Yeah, give me the roster of uh, Mystic You.
1: Well, it's, 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 it's a younger Zatanna in magic school. So it's Zatanna. Um, Teenage
0: Zistana, basically? Yeah.
1: Basically, okay. her and uh, Felix Faust's son, Sebastian. Uh, oh, funny. Sebastian, sure. Um, Sargon the Sorcerer. Lovely. Um,
0: uh, that was an original Fawcett character, yeah. Sargon.
1: Yeah, and uh, we've updated him for today. okay, And uh, a lot of old... Uh, obscure characters are on the faculty. I
0: love, school, I, I so. always love, is Dr. Occult possibly? A, he is a main character. I love Dr.
1: I'm drawing Occult. him right now. Big fan. Yeah.
0: One of the original, like in action number yeah. one.
1: He and Rose Psychic are like the crux of this story.
0: Who's Rose Psychic?
1: Uh, he's like his other half Oh, in this. Yeah. I so they're like that. two sides of the same coin.
0: Oh, interesting! I had no. Yeah. The only times I really remember seeing Doctor Occult was in things like Crisis, yeah. where he was just kind of trench code mystic. Yeah.
1: If he's if he's here, that means Rose Psychic is in his head somewhere. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so Rose Psychic is here, that means he's gone. Oh, very funny. And um, so yeah, Frankenstein's in it. Oh, great. Um,
0: that's great. You know, I was wondering that, and I'm due to talk to Lemire soon, uh-huh. and I loved how he brought him back. That was like one of the few New 52 yeah, ideas Large that I really like. Yeah,
1: different. He's oh, not, okay. He's not wearing his Sergeant Pepper outfit. And <laughs> he's, he's teaching class and stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he's not the gym teacher? I would assume he'd be the gym oh, teacher.
1: Oh, they really... <laughs> you know what? So you need you, me. If Yeah, you should have told Alyssa that. That would have been... Exa- him in the short shorts, that would have been perfect.
0: Sweatshirt whistle.
1: Yes, that's exactly what how that should have gone Since down. Since Caesar,
0: like, in Greece, absolutely, man. Oh, man. Uh, I will talk to Alyssa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you
1: should. You should have her on the show. I want to, She's actually. probably got tons of, like, old Vertigo stories. Oh, me. man, that's hilarious. That's great. But, uh, yeah, it's like Cain and Abel. Oh,
0: great. Um, oh, very funny.
1: couple of Night Force members. Okay.
0: Uh, Is, uh, uh, the guy with the sword, uh, Night Shade?
1: Oh, no, he's not in Is there. Night Shade? Am I right? He, yes. Uh, I have put him in the background.
0: Oh, okay. So I think and I think I'm getting t- his name wrong, because I think Nightshade Shining, is... it Shining
1: Night? No, is, it wasn't Shining Night. It's the other guy that was in... Um, Willingham's book. Yeah. So Blue Devil I've put in there. Cool. So ah! a lot of those characters... Yeah, but that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, and that's smart,
0: because obviously one of the conceits of... Having a book like this, too, is, hey, uh, put so-and-so in so we can keep the uh, copyright going and everything. Right. You know? well, the problem
1: with this is that they're not mentioned, so it's like I'm just oh, so putting in those the in there so people will be there. So the three witches from, like, the old House of Mystery kind of stuff. Sure. all that A lot of House of Mysteries, because House of Mystery and House of Secrets are part of the campus. That's Oh, that's
0: fantastic. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Uh, wow. Yeah, it's really neat. It's, it's a different kind of book than I, I mean, it I fit in it perfectly, but it's a different kind of book than the kind I read. So uh, it was, it's fun to draw, but not necessarily the sort of thing that I would have picked. I understand. So it's been really kind of neat to do. How far into it are you? I'm almost, I'm about, I'm a little over halfway done with the last issue. And have have more than one issue come yeah, out? Yeah, there's three. There are three double sized issues. Fantastic! So it'll, it'll be like a six issue series when it's done. That's great! Oh my yeah. god! So the first one just came out last month. So there's one due soon.
0: Oh, excellent! Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe uh, the first week of get. Yeah,
1: Jordy Belair's coloring it lovely, and it looks amazing. It's some of the best stuff I've had colored. So. Um, I have like three colorists that I work with, and she's one of them now. <laughs> that's <laughs> So it's just like I usually have Alan Pass Lockward, Mark Engler, and uh, and not, as long as she wants to do it, she can. So, so
0: who are the other two? Or did uh, you just mention them? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So they're all doing Mystic U, or they're doing? No, you? those what are they? just
1: two colorists that I like. Oh, okay. <laughs> they usually the only people I usually work with. I so. see.
0: Currently, you're working with Geordie on this one. Yeah. Are you working with them on anything currently?
1: Well, Alan is the battle pug colorist. Fantastic. So, and he's done a lot of my DC stuff. So okay. That's how we met. He colored a lot of my Green Arrow stuff.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: So, yeah. And Mark was longtime revival colorist. So. Okay.
0: So, I haven't asked you about the Arrow TV series. What you know? What do you think? Because I know Cupid obviously showed up, and that's one of your I haven't
1: Kept up with it, but I've had. Three or four characters that I've created on there. that's awesome. Yeah, I've been paid for it. They okay. finally paid me for Good. it. Good, because for a couple of years they weren't, and I had to like bring it up. Good, but okay. they did. They did pay for it. I
0: literally just this week talked to Denny O'Neill. Yeah, and and he, you know, same thing. I'm like, Are you being? he's like, yes. And in fact, he told me he's got Howard Schaken's lawyer.
1: Oh yeah, well pay, there you know. go. <laughs> well, doesn't really wait around for anything. So. <laughs>
0: I felt it's much like better. You
1: feel you feel nervous when his name is mentioned.
0: I love Howard. I, he's awesome.
1: I, I talked to him a lot in Mexico a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's terrific. Well, well like a month ago. So.
0: Very, very cool. Yeah,
1: he's an interesting guy. Oh, he's God. He terrifies me, but he's interesting. He's fascinating. Yeah, he's fascinating is the word. He's he, fascinatingly terrifying. Well, but you know, I
0: like a lot of the same old stuff that he does. Oh, sure. So, like, you
1: can keep up.
0: Yes, and I'm sure Jerry, with Terry, who's with like me. Here.
1: It's like yeah. with me. It's like waiting for the moment that he decides that oh, I don't want to deal with this guy, and he <laughs> cuts me with a switchblade or something. <laughs>
0: So we bonded over the Bob Hope biography oh, yeah, a couple sure, of years ago. Sure, yeah. I can't
1: I can't hang. I can <laughs> Oh I can.
0: I'm a hey man, I'm a novice. I mean I'm a student, he's the master. Yeah. But yeah, I'm happy to like be in his orbit and like go All right, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. I did read that. Okay, yeah, sure. good. Yeah. Hilarious.
1: He's an interesting guy and you know, I grew up with oh. him as a a a very formative Years of mine when I was like seventh grade reading American flag when I shouldn't have been
0: absolutely so yeah I always love that about that you really first comics was literally like one of the first publishers that you discovered
1: yeah well they were really, the until that until I was growing up in Jackson Tennessee and there was a a bookstore that sold first comics and I did not know there was anything besides Marvel and DC. And I read those and I was like, holy crap, they say bad words in these.
0: Oofta, Badger.
1: <laughs> Oofta, that, I say uh, that every day. It's like I, a part of my language now.
0: We talked about that years and years ago that you, uh, that was one of your first pro gigs. I obviously worked with my parents. Yeah, it was badger.
1: my first pro There you go. Yeah. That's so, awesome. But yeah, I was 14 years old loving Badger and Nexus, and I don't <laughs> think anybody else in that area of the country even knew what those were. Um, <laughs> A, a lot of people don't now know know sure.
0: they are of course now being in Chicago the the shadow of uh, where first first was in Evanston Yeah Alistair. I
1: know that was kind of one of the cool things about coming up here is that you know now I you know am friends with people that used to work there you know that's kind of interesting Yeah
0: really Alex and I'm forgetting Alex's last name who was like their art director and Wald. everything Yes uh, Alex, Alex Wald yeah. absolutely certainly Tony uh, Akins mm-hmm. and everything and uh, and,
1: well I mean in 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 Jill and Brian were with Kamiko and stuff. Yes,
0: so, yeah, Azarello yeah, and Jill Thompson, yes. Absolutely. So it's
1: interesting. Have you talked to Ostrander about uh No, I've never actually ever talked to Ostrander. He's such a great guy. Yeah. And but I mean, his imprint is oh, yeah.
0: uh
1: indelible.
0: I love John. I love um, talking to John. He's he's great. I love the thing he he and uh, Jan Jandurzma, they were so great on all their Star Wars stuff. They uh they, have a, they had a a Kickstarter for like a sci fi thing that they oh, created. I never
1: saw that. It's good.
0: It's really interesting. Oh, cool. So, um, so Mystic U, Mystic and you're halfway U, through that.
1: Halfway through the
0: Battle Pug, things are going fine.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I had big plans on making 2017 the year of Battle Pug, and I managed to draw one issue. Uh, I haven't really followed up on it. Um, I'm gonna start working on two. And uh, then I'll, we'll put out a new series. Um, right now it's looking like it'll be a different publisher other than Dark Horse right now. Okay. So, um, but we'll we'll see. I just got to get it all worked out. Uh, my problem is I keep saying yes to other jobs because I have another one that I'm doing after Mystic U that they... Told me I can't say yet. Okay, but I'll tell you once you have stopped recording.
0: Fair enough, I understand. Well, as always, I don't want to mess up anybody's marketing plans. So yeah, I mean it's you fine, know?
1: but um, yeah, well, it's theirs, it's not me. I mean, well, of course.
0: Well, yeah, but still, yeah, I understand. And also, uh, you know, that's good. No, I'm glad. I'm glad the jobs keep coming. Yeah, I mean you know? it
1: is. It's great. I'm never going to complain about having a job. It's just that I I made this like high and mighty plan at the beginning of 2017 to do my own stuff, and then I never. Did any of it? I was just actually talking to Sean about that today, so I was just like, I need to get on myself about it.
0: Okay, because I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't hurt when a guaranteed paying gig obviously.
1: Well, comes no, and, they, yeah, it helps you keep on? you in the in 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 uh, people's minds.
0: Yes, sure. I mean, Working for a DC or Marvel project, yeah. absolutely there.
1: So, I mean, it, it's. Uh, it's steady income and it's good publicity, but it's uh and i luckily i try to luckily I try to do projects that I really want to do like the mr i did a uh, like a little eight page for Mr Miracle that comes out in january What's that in it's in Mr Miracle
0: oh is it kind of a break for Tom and uh, Mitch
1: well no, it's only eight pages it's in like a c a a collect like a collection that has this in it as like added material. Oh, very cool. It's like the origin story. Oh, that's great. Um,
0: Did Tom write it? Who wrote it?
1: Tom wrote it. I, um, he, Julian Lytle uh, yeah. and I saw Tom in um, D.C. this summer and I was talking to him and I was like, you know what? The cartoon at the beginning of, that, of your book where he's watching it in the hospital, of the Mr. Miracle cartoon, that should be a story. And he's like, "Okay, you want to draw it?" And I was like, "Yeah." And it took all year to do it, but we fin- i just finally did it. And it's like a little origin story of Mister Miracle. Oh, that's
0: cool. What did Julian do? What did you do?
1: Well, Julian didn't do it. We oh. we just like talking about oh, Mister Miracle. You, oh, I see. He just, see, just so loves just fourth world him. stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, he's the he's the. I think Tom's gone on record as saying he's the dark side is guy. He was like telling. Oh, funny. Telling he's like uh, he uh, he was a big like, pick in Julian's brain and and Julian's like, you know what? Dark side is. And, you know, that's a Grant Morrison thing, but he's like, that's when he's, like, trying to boil down... And, and so side that became, is, yeah. like, an uh, in, integral part of the new series. Yes, so. indeed. Um,
0: that's interesting. I had no idea. That's very funny.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that's, that, that's a very Julian Lytle thing to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, th- th- that book is... Uh, is like one of the few things that I read, and I'm like, I like this, but I don't know what's going on, that kind of thing. And uh, that doesn't happen a lot. Um, so I, I'm very lucky that I get to contribute in this moment.
0: Oh, God, yeah. That's, no, that's, that's going to be an epic story. It's interesting, because I love it, too. And, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody off the record, and as much as we love the story, it is interesting, because if you're not hip to the fourth world, yeah. not a good first book to give to no, someone
1: no no and a lot of people complained about that being the thing and and i read it and i didn't think that of
0: course neither did i i love it and i, I feel am not oh you didn't think you I'm didn't not agree the, with that or well, you no, didn't it I'm didn't agree
1: I'm not the i am not the most knowledgeable of fourth world um even even the specifics of mr miracle's origin i didn't know um but reading that, I thought that he was making that stuff ambiguous on purpose because that's part of the story. Of course it is. Yes. Because you want this to be like a a person who is f- finding their place in life very hazy. So you want stuff to be confusing. It reminds me of like all the old Frank Miller, Bill Sienkiewicz stuff where it's like part of this is a dream or is it reality kind yep. of stuff they yep. used to do with like. Uh, Electra Assassin and stuff like that
0: absolutely it reminds me of uh, The Prisoner the original Prisoner from the 60s sure right you know
1: Um, same thing of course you would go there well
0: I love that (laughs) well I was just somebody a, a Colbert comedy writer is like should I watch the Caviezel Ian McKellen thing finally and I'm like no <laughs> don't. I'm Is like that
1: Kibblesmith.
0: Uh, yeah, it was and, Kibblesmith uh, the other morning. Yes, it was Dan Kibblesmith. That yeah. was, and I'm like, yeah. Don't waste six. hours. I'm like, there are many other things you should be watching with that six hours. Yeah. because then I love McKellen and I love The Prisoner and I was so rooting for it and it sucked.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I forgot that that existed.
0: Dove, did it, it suck? What's that? Uh, prisoner AMC. I don't all right, kind of boring is fair enough. All right, that's close. Was closer. the original boring then? No, the, the original was intense. And again, it's watching it now. It's like watching 60s Mission Impossibles now. Yeah. I mean, Barney is cr- crouched over the safe trying to crack it for 20 minutes, whereas on Alias, it's three clicks and they open the safe, mm-hmm. you know. So from a pacing standpoint, but I think prisoner tra- this new prisoner tried to incorporate a lot of modern ideas. And kind of confused the mess in a way that the 60s show was very... As as much as it was a mind fuck, it was a lot clearer in each episode's intent. Yeah. So, whatever.
1: I think that can happen when you you have the benefit of not having a lot of stuff just in general in the time that the prisoner came out. So it is a more clean and concise thing for it to be weird and trippy. Yep. And now you have people that grew up on it, so they want to try and not necessarily explain it, but be influenced by it. And then by doing that, they just make it more muddy and more confusing.
0: Yeah. You know what was a good prisoner adaptation? Dean Motter's 80s graphic novel Prisoner oh Prisoner sequel. I
1: thought you were going no, to talk the, about and, Terminal
0: City I, well I love I love all the Dean Modern stuff Mr. X and Terminal City and a lot of that stuff but when he it was called Shattered Vis- Visage and DC published oh, it oh
1: I remember that I never it it was a very very worthy,
0: yeah, yeah. very worthy sequel yeah oh, I
1: remember that
0: very worthy sequel absolutely cool.
1: Michael Lark drew Terminal City didn't he very different looking Michael oh Lark. I
0: didn't realize that that's yeah. amazing
1: I think it was Michael Lord.
0: oh that's fantastic oh I'm gonna have to look for that then yeah. that's another reason uh, to re re because uh, I yeah when I was reading it I didn't realize that it's that's not a, as
1: it's very it's much more like uh, like curvilinear it's not as heavily wrote photo referenced sure
0: Sure, uh, both guys. By the way, I need to get on Word Balloon sooner than later. Michael yeah, Lark sure. and Dean Miner. Sure. A, you know, and Michael, God, I've
1: get real people on. That.
0: Well, and I, I've had Brew Baker and Rucka a million times, and yeah. you know, shame on me for never having Michael on. So.
1: And it's is basically the Bendis podcast, right? Well,
0: my my show, yeah, it is yeah. the Bendis. It's, yeah, the B in Word Balloon
1: is yeah. Bendis. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> this is the Brian Bendis podcast featuring Word Balloon.
0: That's true. That's true. You know, I am really flattered that when he talks about Word Balloon, he's like, "Well, my podcast, you know, my, you know, I'll talk about it on my podcast." I'm like, "That's fine."
1: I didn't know he did that. I was, I, a, no, joke. Well, that was he, a
0: joke. Well, but I was... he, but that, that's his podcast platform as far as he's concerned. Is his conversations with that's me? Cool. It's yeah. ridiculously talk nice. talk to me.
1: Talk. He, you're his Stern Show.
0: Yes, I really am, yes. Yeah. I, when, you know, his MRSA infection and everything, he's like, I promise I'll tell the whole story on Word Balloon. I'm like, okay. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, that's
1: awesome. There. Those are your big ratings coming. That's true.
0: Um, so what, did you, uh, what, what have you thought of this year's uh, comic book movies? Did you, do you think you've seen them all?
1: I know I haven't seen them all.
0: Well, okay, so which ones did you see? Did you, you saw Logan?
1: I saw Logan. What did you think of Logan? I liked it okay I thought it had a very confusing message to it and it ended kind of uh, I wasn't happy the way it it ended I thought I think people uh, equate brooding and dark to and brooding dark and serious to cool and better like they think that that equates to a good movie and I don't necessarily it's got to
0: be the right movie
1: yeah, I, I, it looked you know. great and it was a neat, neat, uh neat idea but i i thought the message was very confusing because it was sort of like this hey don't follow in my footsteps and they literally follow in his footsteps at the end true in fact they they're the kids are worse than he is at the end of the movie very true <laughs> that's a good point uh,
0: I, I liked it a lot i think it might yeah, be my favorite movie of really the
1: year. Oh, yeah i really i just saw thor ragnarok and loved i loved thor Ragnarok, and i think that might be my favorite
0: and that's fair, too, because I really did enjoy it. I'm going to have to really think about it.
1: I mean, but... I was in the middle of drawing the Mr. Miracle Kirby stuff and to see it, like, walking around and talking. Oh, yeah. And plus, it was like, it had everything from the comics that I remember, but it was also funny and entertaining, but not corny. I agree. Which is, like, the hardest high wire to walk. Agreed. Um, so that was kind of my favorite i think it helps that i thor i don't i i read it and i know a lot about it when i was a kid but i don't have a lot of baggage with it like i'm not spider-man is different like i watched homecoming and i recognized that it was a great movie but i also walked out kind of depressed because i thought this isn't this my spider-man anymore okay you know cuz right. there were parts of it that is like I wouldn't have done that that kind of thing I
0: hear you no I understand I, I really like Spider-Man as well No it's a good movie a great I movie.
1: I own it I bought it Oh there you go There's fun stuff to watch but it also when I watch Spider-Man I keep thinking well I would like my Spider-Man to be a better Spider-Man you know that I'm I like Spider-Man uh I I People say they don't want to see the origin story anymore, but that's what this was. We get to see young Spider-Man not being good at being Spider-Man. I just want to see Spider-Man being awesome uh, yeah. instead of, like, fucking up half the time.
0: Did you want to join the conversation, Jim? You're welcome to, because we're at the casual part of the conversation. Jim, Jim yeah, Jim Terry in the studio. Jim Terry had joined the broadcast. I feel like Harry Carey. Oh, look who's in the stands. Comic song, Jim you Terry. About yeah. Come oh, It's going to
1: be a, a impression Harry's? off. Boy,
0: oh boy. Guys, I just hey. want to
1: watch for the rest of the show. You guys just do Oh, let's do Harry
0: all day. How you been? Boy, hey, you look Steve, great. Steve, how are you? I what? can't see out of my left eye. <laughs> You know who'd be a great Cub? Barry Bonds. This Wrigley feels like a bad box to that guy. Well,
2: next (laughs) up, we've got Andres Galarraga.
0: (laughs) How do you spell that sideways, Harry? (laughs) All right, all right. You know, I had the pleasure many times in the 90s. He was, because I worked at the score. And he came on our TV show, and he was at, you know, we'd talk to him at the games, talk to him after the games, hang out at Harry's and stuff. He was he was awesome. Come on, John. You you don't now you got to give him more credit than you're giving him, John. And i am like, all right, man. Yeah, he was yeah, he was lovely. Stone. Yeah, Steve's awesome. Let me tell you, this guy's ridiculous. Oh. He you know I got to uh, he had a Cy Young ring from winning the Cy Young Award. Put you in the face. And, it? No, he would take it off and let you put it on or whatever. Oh. Well, first. I, Dude, it was, I don't know, I'm, I think it really was gold because it was heavy. Hey, how about this, John? You want to take a little look at this? Your youngsters out there might appreciate this. What about Jack Brickhouse here? I ben? did, yes, indeed, many times in the 90s. Jack, uh, poor Jack was like, you know, very Murray when I got to know him. His wife, Pat, was very sweet. And uh, Mike Greenberg from ESPN and I, you know, worked together for several years here. At the score. What about Fraser Thomas? You want to meet him? I have a Fraser Thomas story. <laughs> Fraser Thomas, uh, if you know your WGN syndication, over the holiday season they ran family classics. Yeah and also the bozo uh special they made a couple years ago you see Frasier thomas
1: Frasier thomas big host you should put a preamble at the beginning of the show that tells if you Spare don't chicago know if Central. you're not from chicago you should not listen to this i understand
0: that's all right i'm still i'm going with it anyway i'm at i'm at a grocery store in wilmette where i grew up chicago suburb and it's summertime it's really hot Frasier thomas is shopping cuz he lives in wilmette and literally this like group of like 5 or 7 grade school year kids see Fraser Thomas and are starstruck because he was the host of the Bozo Show. He was the host of Garfield Goose and Friends. He was the human with all the puppets. So yeah, he hosted family classics. I mean, all over GN, he was like kind of the family host. And they're literally like trying to approach him. And it's like meeting, you know, I don't know. I was going to say De Niro. Hey, it's freaking De Niro. We got to say hello. So they come. Disney. Yeah, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. But, you know, yeah, like rock star for children's television. So they approach him and literally are trembling like, Hi, Mr. Thomas. And he shuts them down so fast. And, yes, yes, hello, children, excuse me, I'm very busy today. Uh-huh. And goes, uh, I'm like, dude, you couldn't give five more so seconds. Depressing. Exactly. And just smile, hey, kids, thanks a lot for saying hi. I'm really sorry I got to run, but really nice to meet you. I'm so sorry I can't stay. Then and so no. Came up behind him and peppers. Doody, 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 exactly. Hey, let's do a fair and square contest, cookie. Let's- <laughs>
1: So that brings us to the comic creators that disappointed us in 2020. Oh please,
0: did did any disappoint? <laughs> no, no, I'm
1: not going to do that. <laughs> We're just Instead talking ourselves. Number yeah. one, number one, Mike North, myself, every day in the mirror.
0: Oh man, I could t- so I could yeah, totally go on with more Chicago Jags. Um, all right, well let's continue the list of uh, movies. Uh, Guardians 2,
1: I loved it. Yeah. Me too,
0: great. Yep. Yeah,
1: uh, I think I might have liked it more. Uh, I usually will always by default say that I like the first one in a series more. Um just by default. Even if the se- cuz second one seem- tend to be bigger and more interesting a lot of time. Sure. But I will always go with the first one like what about Winter Soldier. Winter
0: Soldier is great. Well, it was not from this year, but I, I Well, you're saying just in terms of sequels.
1: Yeah, Winter Soldier is great. Yeah, I, yeah, would, I would agree go, with that. I will go with one. Oh really? oh really? Civil War is great. All
0: three of them are amazing.
1: And I don't like I don't. Uh, the Civil War in comics made me stop reading comics. Why? What, because it. I it. It is the epitome of what I don't like about that sort of era of comics, where everything had to be, everybody had to have a guy in a booth telling them what to do on a microphone. They had to be working for the government, or they're a criminal. That is literally what right. Yeah, Civil War the, is. Yeah, that's the you work for story. the government or you're a criminal. Right. And I was like. That is not what superheroes are.
0: But that's what made it an interesting story. Sure, I thought that's, that's was, what makes it a provocative story. Yeah, no, and it's fine that you don't agree. I yeah, mean, you know, I mean, it's
1: what I liked about it. Yeah, I didn't like it because I felt like that was every comic now. Every comic was, in in you know, sure Bendis Mike Wells, a great writer, but a lot of his characters is like they they work for the government now. It's like that's part of the character, and I'm like. You know, the whole idea of the superhero is that he won't Vigilante.
0: Well yeah. the beauty of that I thought was that Cap was the one who well, and he
1: would have. Well exactly and, and, that's, an and that's why
0: that's he had the perspective to he's say set precedent it doesn't before. yeah, it doesn't work. Trust he's me. He's done it
1: he's done it like seriously like twenty times of course in his existence. Yes. Um and I think that's beautiful. Uh, I was just watching it the other day, though. I was watching it while I was drawing because I like to have stuff that I don't have to pay attention.
0: Absolutely, to. I do. Then I
1: realized, wow, I really like this movie.
0: <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, and again, like you said, too, Jim, Winter Soldier as well. I mean, they're just they're amazing movies that happen to be superhero movies. Of the Marvel. Movies. So that's why I really have faith, even in the misfires, that it's not going to kill the genre because.
1: What's not, what's not going to kill us? genre? Like a bad, bad superhero movies. No, they're not going away. Right.
0: Or even... they might, they might, might well, culturally
1: they will, get tired of them, but I don't know when that's going to happen. And
0: there you go. And also, obviously, we might get less now that Fox is under Disney's rule, so they might produce less. I mean, once they're less. coming
1: out every month, and like... Well, and we've already had that. Once Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is of the quality of, of a Civil War, then you will get tired of it. I agree with you. Once you're able to turn on every Friday night and watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D and you're like, "Oh, it's a freaking blockbuster the way Civil, Civil War, is, War was." You will not care anymore.
0: Agreed. We're kind of getting close to that, although again, patterns of watching because of the Netflix shows and the I mean and now Hulu as well, those, Runaways those,
1: and those those Netflix shows and even Runaways which I love are not Civil War. They are not that right. good. <laughs> no, I agree with that.
2: But don't you think that they feel a
0: little less special now?
1: Yes. They all do. Yeah, of course course they do. Oh, no, absolutely. uh, That's why it's refreshing. Star Wars felt less special.
0: Well, I was going to get to the Star Wars, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely did, yes. The arc of superhero films, I keep pointing to the Western. And both from a saturation standpoint, too many sometimes, but also we're just scratching the surface of getting beyond black hat versus white hat. And complex and really Deadpool Wait, is complex. The reason why you know I this mean this is why
1: that bothers me. And it's because I went through that whole the black hat, white hat, uh shades of gray, anti hero sort of thing. I went through that when I was sixteen and seventeen. And I've come back around to like I'd like some bad guys and good guys again. And so if they're just now finding that out and I gotta put up with is not just that easy anymore. I don't want to watch ten years of
0: that. But I also think that that's just one shade. I think we will still get I don't know Ant if we Man will. I
1: don't know if we You don't will. think Ant-Man
0: was pretty much a positive, kind of straight-up superhero was, movie? It was, it was. I mean, and granted, he was, was a good one. It was, but they convict. picked
1: the criminal one. I mean, I guess he is the interesting one, but...
0: That's all right. That's my phone. That's all right. Gary Price. <laughs> Gary Price can wait.
1: Uh, but... Uh, i I think that if they go that way, I'm not like I said, like Logan wasn't my favorite movie. I mean Wolverine's not even anywhere interesting to me anymore when I was sixteen, I would have slapped you if I said that though I understand
0: well, and again we'll see i mean i i I also think there's just room for innovation, and I also think
1: sure, I mean the guys always, they upstairs can even make nowhere. a better movie I oh mean, yeah, I'm sure they can make it the I mean the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen hasn't been made yet, I'm sure right. Right. But I I I mean I I I like to watch them. I don't like to like
0: think about making them.
1: Yeah. Or correct. Them. The most uninteresting thing in the world to me is m- making a movie. It doesn't seem interesting to me at all. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I'm involved with it right now. Oh, I was going like yeah, to yeah. I don't like that part of it. You need to
2: visit one of Albert Pune's sets.
1: I would tear it down. All the all four green screen walls, I would tear down of Albert Pune's set.
0: Albert Pune, for listeners who don't know, Is boys. a horrible director. Who directed he's, what movie?
1: He's, he directed the 1991 Captain America. He directed Mean Guns, which I like. Mean Guns. Uh, Cyborg. Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> he directed the sequels to Streets of Fire, and I had no idea there was the a sword in the sword. Yeah, that's right. You I don't no, know it, existed. and I love
0: Streets of Fire. Also, no. the first movie.
1: Yeah. If you want to continue to like it, don't, don't watch see the
0: sequel. Road to Hell. Is uh, is Michael Perret in it? <laughs> yes, he is. Is Amy Madigan in it? N-
1: Hell no, she's of got better not. shit to do.
0: So and certainly, obviously, Michael
1: Perret is the only one sitting around. Well, going, that's true. Hmm, what <laughs> no ponytail going to get a yeah. paycheck this year?
0: Philadelphia Experiment Three, hopefully, yeah. and uh, yeah, I can understand. And of course, he'd want to revive his, his uh, character from uh, Greatest American Hero. Chris the the Hero? poor man's Babarino. That's the first thing oh, I saw him mean, in.
1: I remember yeah, he was in. Enough. He
0: was in Ralph's uh, high school class. He was one of the misfits. Oh, I was just watching on MeTV. They were back to the first season, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, Mr. H, how you doing?" And also, you know, of course, he was originally called Ralph Hinckley, mm-hmm. and then John Hinckley shot Ronald Reagan. Oh, so they so him? they I well, it was the first episode where he meets Connie Selica's parents. And she's saying Hinkley, Hinkley, like the mom is saying Hinkley. That's such a nice name, such a trusting name, and it's great because they they but they, they, well, they took out they wiped him. Her sure, saying Hinkley, or she's like Ralph. Ha, such a nice name, <laughs> and it's like okay, yeah,
1: <laughs> interesting, <laughs>
0: like a bad Lucas Costello I, kind I, of. I've been
1: watching a lot of bad movies since October, and yeah, which a movie? Of, a lot of bad movies. Oh, bad
0: movies! I think said that movie.
1: No, I've watched about. You always watch... No, I have, but since October, yeah, I've been on what okay. I call a movie marathon where I watch like two or three a day, Uh huh. and I've watched about 65 movies <laughs> since October 31st, <laughs> and today's movie, which was... Uh, Bullet something? No, that was a trailer oh, by Albert This was like the... <laughs> what was it called? I forget what it's called, actually. Tales of an if, Ancient Realm. Yeah, I saw you tweet about that. Tales this of an Ancient Realm, which, if, if you watch the, the Sword and the Sorcerer, at the end it says So and Cell will return in Tales from of an Ancient Realm.
0: So it's another Pune movie movie.
1: Uh, yeah, this uh, is the, the, this sequel. the sequel. Obviously, yeah. Years later, forty, like Literally. thirty years later, oh. yeah. And, and, he, and it is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Was the sorcery <laughs>
2: any good? I remember loving
0: it.
1: No, it's not good. It's not a good movie, but it is It's is it a fun watch. Purchase?
0: You're killing Sure, me. sure. So how are you getting... Are you watching him on Netflix or are you watching I'm watching, watching him,
1: on, him on Amazon Prime. And okay, I'm watching you had a lot on, of
0: crap on Amazon and Prime. And I'm watching God him bless on him.
1: YouTube, too. Okay, sure. Um... But I watch them on Netflix and Amazon Prime, and however I can.
0: All right, I got a good bad movie recommendation. Former early '70s TV movie, "Poor Devil" with Sammy Davis Jr. and Jack Klugman. It's during Sammy's period when he was dabbling in Satanism, and that's I, on I the think record. I
1: know this movie. Let's Christopher Lee plays the, the devil. devil. I have yeah, seen. Yeah, Hillary this
0: movie. Hillary Barda. Uh, in one of his true Hollywood whatever's that he did for Creepy, for Dark Horse in the 2000s, yeah, uh, yeah he talks about Sammy's uh, Satan-worshiping years. I have
1: years. seen this movie.
0: It's the Hey, man, exactly. I've the big seen, D downstairs, and let's hear it for him, really. I've seen this movie. A marvelous demon. Uh, uh, uh,
1: I'll add it to my list. I'm trying to stay away from movies I haven't seen, but I don't remember that Christopher
0: movie. Christopher Lee is the devil yeah, in the movie. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a reverse... It's a wonderful life, but not in the sense yeah. that you're retelling your life. No. But he is a like Clarence. He's a demon yeah, trying to get it's his like the
1: devil version of like, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: and okay. he's he's a demon, and he's trying to get Jack Klugman, who is his old buddy, yeah. to sell his soul to the I devil. Remember that, hey man. Oh. I'm telling you, right on the dotted line, and you're gonna love I saw life.
1: That I don't want to like those. Like, afternoon movies on Saturday sure, or something sure. like that. I saw that when I was a kid. So,
0: yeah, poor devil, everybody. It's a very, it's a little blurry on YouTube, but if you just have it on the normal YouTube screen, you can handle it. And, yeah, Jack Klugman.
2: Cataract.
0: What's that? Pretend you have a cataract. Pretend so you, <laughs> so you have a cataract. That's terrible. Oh, my God. Um, well, I'm trying to... Th- All right, so what else? Uh... Oh, yeah, so we didn't Devil's even talk. Rain? DC.
2: Devil's Rain. Have you watched that?
0: Probably. Is that the, the one Donald with um, Alejandro Rey from... Uh,
2: Ernest Borgnine is in it. No, I haven't seen that. It has like a star studded cast.
0: No, I haven't. What, seen all that. right, what's the. All right, tell us. Obviously, early 70s. John
2: Travolta?
0: Oh, that's the one. Yeah, The Cult. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay I know that one. There's one that happens in the Bermuda Triangle. And it, I was going to say Alejandro Rey was in it. And I want to say Kim Novak from the 70s in it. Is it called it.
1: Bermuda Triangle? Something
0: about the Bermuda Triangle. I can't remember. It but doesn't it was,
1: have uh, Houston in it, John Houston in it, does it? No.
0: No, it's a TV movie. Although There's Johnny's one submit. called The
1: Bermuda Triangle, John Hughes said. It is awful. Because he be made a bunch of those like Italian movies yes. in the 70s? Yes, sure. And this is one of them. It's awful. Well, it might be then. I don't know. It's about they find this doll and it's from an, it's, it's real trippy at the end. You, uh, uh, it's, it's basically <laughs> the end of uh, Prince of Darkness at the end of the movie.
0: <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, oh, well, let's go back to 2017 superhero movies. So, did Justice League? Did you see it? I
1: haven't seen
0: it. Interesting. Okay, Jim, did you see it? Wow. All right. Fair enough. Because yeah. that's I kind just of.
1: Just recently saw the Batman Superman movie. What'd you think? I, I, uh, yeah. You know, when, <laughs> some when things I, are I, better I, left unsaid. I could be. I I could not be less interested in there it. There you go. When okay.
2: Everybody's best recommendation is it's not as bad as you think it'll be. It's not That's all
0: you need person. to know yeah. Exactly
2: no, I
1: have a I hard enough time watching movies I want to see <laughs> You know I don't, sure. I don't really care to watch it Alright well, fair enough no. I think that if it was on YouTube you
2: would have seen
0: it
1: I would have seen it If it was <laughs> sure. available like that sure. Yeah of course I would have seen it so, It's
0: going to a movie Last Jedi
1: uh, let, um, <laughs> <laughs> I have conflicting feelings about it I it's I don't think it's a bad movie I don't think it's a movie for me
0: I, I I felt the same way I liked the movie a lot There are things I, that I, wish I was was more personally
1: would have Changed in that movie
0: yeah, yeah I think a lot of older fans feel that way
1: uh, But I also feel like I get lumped into A certain section of People that hate the movie because It does not express Their particular extended Universe fan fiction <laughs> right. View of Star Wars Right ...that I cannot get
0: down with. And I agree with that. I No, I, I mean, my simplest review always was... ...I like the movie a lot. I wish there was more Luke in it. Well, that's what and I... And that's, I, you know, I that's that the easy earlier,
1: way. I, early on, I was like... It, it, ...the movie felt like it was afraid to spend... ...the whole time with Luke and Ray, ...which, for me, was the best part of the movie. Agreed. And the rest of it just felt like... ...stuff that they had to think of... ...stuff to do... ...with these characters while that was going on. Yeah. Because that is a, like, Star Wars kind of storytelling. Yes. Is you have to have this A story and B story. Totally. In
0: Star Wars. Absolutely.
1: Um, but, if you want to make a movie that's not like a Star Wars movie, just make it about that then. Make it Luke and Yoda and Dagobah for an entire movie. That's different. They haven't done a Star Wars movie like that. I agree. Uh, instead of trying to shoehorn this other stuff in... But uh, uh, there's stuff in there that I thought was amazing, and stuff in there that made me cringe. So I like it. Uh, it wasn't like Force Awakens, but Force Awakens was designed for a specific purpose, which is hey, remember this. So
0: Dub is walking.
1: See he's, you, got, he's got Miyazaki to go watch.
0: I understand. Which one?
2: Uh, my Neighbor Totoro.
0: Wow. Cool. A box. Nice. Later, dude. Yeah. Be well. I've um, never I, seen that before. I've never seen it either. I've
1: never seen it either. Wait, really? Yeah.
0: I was kidding about him. I'm sure
2: he's
1: Oh, he's seen it like a lot. 800 times. Yeah.
0: It's cool that it's at the music box. Yeah, Do you give, my, the, give the correct title again for people who didn't hear my it My
1: Neighbor Totoro.
0: My Neighbor Totoro for everyone now listening. I yeah. saw Hard Times at the music box. Coburn and Bronson. Yeah. Great movie. I love that Walter movie. Walter Hill. Yes. Oh,
1: that was the Walter Hill weekend? Where he's yeah.
0: bare-knuckle boxing and stuff and just decking people with one punch. And then, that's uh, a great... That's such a great 70s movie. It's like
2: Streets of Fire, the sequel... Um, Walter Hill, yeah. Road to Hardest Times... <laughs> Was by Albert Pun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God! Wouldn't it be great if that's what he's doing now? He's just making sequels to movies that he had nothing to do with. It's awesome. And it's just like, oh, please don't do that.
0: We got to find Albert Pune and do a did
1: make film, film festival, festival and Q
0: and A. No, Walter oh, Hill did.
1: Walter Hill did. Yes, that's of course right. he did. Yeah. Why did he make the sequel?
0: Because nobody else wanted the gig. uh, Did
2: Walter Hill even produce it or anything? That's a really good
0: question. No,
1: Probably not. All of Pune's production companies come up before. I don't think Walter Hill is like... So are they not official sequels? I think it actually has a credit that says don't tell Walter Hill at the (laughs) beginning. (laughs) (laughs) After seeing
2: that Walter Hill director's cut of Warriors, I I wouldn't be surprised Mm. if he did hire Pune. But but I do
0: want (laughs) to see the (laughs) movie... You're right. I I do want to see the movie he made with Michelle Rodriguez that got a lot of heat.
2: Oh, oh, that's and not positive movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No. It is streaming on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. What was it called? I the It's Catfight? The assignment. Or no, something? the assign. It is like the assignment or something. Oh, uh,
1: there's a boxing movie she's in. Michelle that was the first already. one she was in. Oh, that was, was
0: another Walter Hill movie. That she's girl fight is what it is. That was like the that was role. And was that that wasn't Walter Hill though? Girl no, fight. No. no, no. no. Okay. Because no. I know that Unfortunately, Walter Hill made a horrible prison boxing movie. With Ving Rames and Wesley Snipes. Grudge, not grudge match. What was it called?
2: That was Stallone and. Uh,
0: yeah, and De Niro. That was horrible. Oh, God, shame on me.
2: You want to fight
0: me. <laughs> I'm, I'm right here. You're not going to fight me? You're not going to fight me? What Come on. You want
2: to fight me? What am I going to do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want oh, my it? God. Let's get, let's get uh, the short uh, guy to uh, promote the. Uh, let's get Kevin Hart. <laughs> It's a horrible movie. And then is Alan Arkin. You want me to train you? I'll train you. All right. Oh I love Alan Arkin. What is? Who that doesn't happen? love Alan Arkin?
2: My favorite Alan Arkin moment is when he scares Audrey Hepburn.
0: Wait <laughs> until dark. <laughs> Wait until dark. That's what's um, brilliant man. about Alan Arkin. He was actually a bad guy and an amazing. You know, you know one
1: of my earliest memories. I never. I didn't see. I saw the stage play version of that on Wait HBO. Okay. Before <laughs> I saw the movie.
0: Oh, funny. Isn't I wonder, that who, weird? Did I wonder really who did it. I wonder who did it. Well, it is a play. I mean, and I have seen play. it as a play. Sure. Yeah. So, uh,
1: and I forgot who played the two roles, but it wasn't Alan Arkin. I remember when Ruth I saw the Buzzy movie. Ruth Buzzy and I was Charles like, Nelson I, Riley. I remember, oh, oh! I remember seeing the movie and figure Alan Arkin is way scarier than yeah, the man. guy. That
0: oh yeah, I still haven't seen his Inspector Clouseau. Alan Arkin. He made the second movie. Sellers and Blake Edwards both either. Sellers turned it down or both he and Blake Edwards turned it down and are like yeah script isn't good enough.
1: You've seen The In-Laws
0: Of course that's his, that's his consummate role.
1: That's the only one I when I, that's Peter the Falk, one I yeah. remember when I was a kid Now I haven't seen
0: Going in Style with Michael Caine and uh, what's his face? Morgan Freeman and, easily enough. Yeah I know that's, well, it's, it's late in the day <laughs> if you got me in the morning. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off either from the trip yeah. When Rob Bryden and uh, Steve Coogan are doing do, ba- ba- battling Michael Caine's, I, wa- I, I haven't seen the third movie yet. I haven't either. It's on uh, Netflix.
1: I'll watch
0: that third trip is, movie.
2: Is that the one with Peter Fonda?
0: Yes, exactly. It's the <laughs> they take LSD with stealing. you made it. <laughs> Hello, I'm I'm Roger Moore, and right now I'm uh, tripping on LSD.
1: <laughs> oh, those movies are great, except like it's like two hours of like really funny stuff, and then it ends really depressing. Yes, it does. It's like, why do they do that? Every I don't know. Movie, each one of them does that.
0: Have you watched the miniseries? Which is basically the expanded versions of the. At least I don't even know if they made TV series of the second two, but I know the first one. Oh, they did. It was yeah. six six it half hours.
1: It was on TV while I was in England the first time. Oh, that's I, cool. That was a long time ago.
0: That's cool. Hilarious. Any uh, stream? You know, both of you are consummate stream. Movie watchers, is there anything new? Well, I haven't seen the
1: stuff. Well, that's true. I don't watch like new things.
0: I haven't watched the Will Smith uh, Netflix movie yet.
1: I get conflicting messages about it. Me too. Have you
0: seen Wind River yet? I think that's streaming on Amazon. No, what's Wind River about?
2: It's my banner
0: movie. <laughs> Waving my banner around.
2: It's about a. It's by the guy who wrote Sicario and uh, Hell or High Water. Cool. Taylor Sheridan. He, he wrote and directed it. It's about a. Uh, a death on a reservation. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: I didn't know. Yeah, Julie's been trying to get me to watch that. Oh,
2: that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's pretty heavy. But it's that's
1: got Jeremy Renner. In yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. I just thought it was going to be like a Bourne thing, and I saw him on that thing. Nice.
0: Jim, I've tried that's to get good. you, it's good. as you know, I've tried to get you on when I used to do Scene Missing to talk about old movies and movies that you like because you're, uh, you're a consummate film goer. Well, so.
2: you'd really have to get Hill.
0: Well, and yeah. Like, well, he's been on. He's done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, 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 no. You're better than you think. I'm having dinner maybe with Hill tomorrow night. I think. I think. Uh, I think we're going to a taste of Szechuan tomorrow night.
1: Jim and Jim and I like to argue about not argue about movies. Discuss movies. Jim takes movies more serious than I do. I do.
0: Well, that's all right. That's good. Well, and honestly, I get. Angry at a failed superhero movie because I'm like, okay, guys, this isn't day one well, anymore.
1: No, that, that's the thing. I don't so, like. You know, I get high expectations. Movies, I don't get. I don't get. I don't get my my fur up for anything. I don't care. Uh, it used to be, like when I was a kid. I always goes back to when I was a kid. I cared about this stuff when I was 16. I'm 44 now. Sure, and I feel like anybody that does get their fur riled up. Is maybe ought to grow up a little. Well,
0: but it's not about it's not about use I take. Yeah, but it's not about if if your presumption is when I get my fur up, it's from a continuity standpoint. It's not. It's just a quality movie standpoint. No,
1: you're right, and that's the that's the heat I'm taking about Star Wars. Sure, it's like people like they people hear that I don't like Star Wars, and they're like, oh, you must just not like diversity in your Star Wars movie and stuff. He's like, no. Yeah, that's have, have more of Rose in the movie. Sure. Just give her something to do. <laughs> you know, have her do, do something important. I don't I want more Finn and Rose. I want more of that. I want it to be important though. I you hear know you. what? Yeah. Uh, uh I didn't I just didn't like the stuff that I saw and uh um I feel like that with uh, you know, I I, I just you know, Jim has had part in making movies before, and I think that's an important thing to discuss. What part have you had in making movies, James?
0: No, not not really. Well, what did you do? I just wrote stuff. So, so you've written screenplays, yeah,
2: you know? Nothing, nothing that's ever really been
0: made. That have they been optioned? Have people bought these screenplays? I've, I've been told some
1: of them have been. optioned.
0: <laughs> have, you, but have you seen? But that's Seth
1: the thing. He has, like, yeah. he's interested in that part
0: well, on the craft of writing a screenplay. Sure, yeah. sure. And I'm
1: not. Okay, okay. I'm not. I watch them as an entertainment form. Sure. So it's much easier for me to make fun of this stuff and I don't think he can.
0: Okay.
2: Well no, that's that's not true. It's just that I take everything too personal.
1: Well that that's so weird because you're joking all the time. That's so weird to me that you say that. Because nobody jokes more than you do. But I I also
2: I also take movies very seriously because I think that they're, uh, since they can be a transcendent. I
1: think thing. that's true too, yeah. but also I don't think there's anything that's not worth making fun of.
2: Yeah, see, I, I, get, I get weird about that.
1: Okay, see, yeah. so I get, but obviously everybody else thinks that too, because I mean, that's the reason why you can't make jokes about I mean, it that's, that's how things. it should
2: be. But I would be yeah. a hypocrite if I if I made fun of everything. That, I agree that, that there were things I, I didn't. Give.
1: And that's why you have integrity. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like I never, I mean, a long time ago, I used to take the world too seriously and it like tore me up inside. yeah and I changed and I was like, it is great when you can just find the ridiculous thing in everything. Okay. Your life is so much better and most people can't do that. All right, and that's why you have people getting fights on the internet all the time. Oh please, yeah, uh, and well, not to, and just in general, and like even us who are friends, we both we see different things in in movies, and I'm like, yep, it's either good or it's bad, or I'm going to make fun of it, and he's like trying to find the perfect movie. You well, know?
2: we both agreed on 2049.
1: Well, because it's a great movie, Blabber. but I could have come out of that and gone. You know, I can find things to make fun of in that movie. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. But you if know.
1: I did, you would go. That's not funny. <laughs> I would
2: take it
1: personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that I, movie. I, I came out of that good. movie going, "Wow, they made a movie that's probably better than the original." And in, have uh, you seen
0: it yet, John? I have to embarrassingly say I have not. You
1: should be embarrassed.
0: I am. I, take I truly it am. As a person, I, I understand because truly we talked. Now we How talked about this movie, and I, I in the want theater like ten. It's, it's not ten, in the theaters anymore, it's unfortunately. Less than ten times that I've seen Okay, it in the theater. Well, but still, that's great. Well, but it's you know I get it. I Ridley Scott. It's an entire day watching know, that an movie. Entire Earth. Day. Several several showings in the same day. No. Oh, okay. But uh,
2: if you combine the
0: time. Oh, I see. You know, okay. I
1: did that. I did that with Attack of the Clones once. <laughs> we saw it the whole, the whole day. I saw it five uh, times in the theater on opening. Wow. You yeah. win because... And, and so I feel like anything I say about uh, Last Jedi, I am justified. I understand. You, I... That's like the worst one. It is. It is literally the worst one. It is the worst one. I agree. And, that's, and guess what? I know a lot about Attack of the Clones. So when I say Last Jedi is a lot like Attack of the Clones... I know what I'm fucking talking
2: <laughs> about. Yes, I am master of yeah.
0: <laughs> The movie I saw more than once in a day was not by choice. I was five years old. It was Patton. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. My sister was ten. Yes, I was five. Have you see that movie more than once in a in a year's time? It'll scar you. About. I know. <laughs> dad was working god, at my, my dad was working the early shift at his restaurant. My he and my uncle really wanted to see it. They had to watch I the kids. On
1: Saturdays when my family would get together at dinner time and watch the Great Santini.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, it was yeah. Believe me, he had no idea how violent it was. We we watched we watched the whole movie. We waited for my father through the second showing. He he didn't show up. My uncle had to go, so he gives like an usher money to watch my sister and I. My dad comes at the end of the second showing and goes, what? "Do you mind if we like? I really want to see the rest of this movie three times, Patton." Oh my! God. We went in; it was bright, sunny day. When we left, it, it was dark out.
1: Three hours long. Yeah. Yes.
0: It was nine hours in the theater. Oh my
1: Seriously. god! Seriously,
0: and my sister and You're I daycare. for thirty years had a pact: Drew we will C. never Scott see this movie again. And I knew it was such a great movie. Franklin Schaffner, Coppola wrote the script. Well, I was curious to see it because of all these blockbusters, yeah, so of course. C. Scott and uh, I, so I finally broke it in like two thousand four. What do you think? Watching it's a it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. It's yeah. Kind of movie. No, it's it's you know. When you put your hands in the pile of goo that used to be your best friend, or however it goes. Oh my god. I watched uh,
2: we sat through Raiders of the Lost Ark twice in a row.
0: That's a great movie.
2: But that was a mom. great movie. Yeah, I went with my mom and uh, I said, Can we watch again. it again?
1: <laughs> They're only no, the only movie I've ever done that with is Attack of the Clone. <laughs> And honestly, at viewing four, I turned to my buddy and I was like, "Why are we doing this?" Was it when when three PO's head was being dragged? No, it was like drag. it was right before we went into it. And like after, like the fifth one, that. the fifth one, my friend was feeling embarrassed that we kept showing up to this movie theater, so he got a friend of his. He to asked him cake. if he could take his kid to see the movie <laughs> as an excuse. So we, we had collateral damage. We made little kids go with us. Oh my god. Horrible. I was like, ugh. Uh, I don't know these kids. Why am I going to see this movie now? This is a new
2: side of the movie.
1: Uh, yeah. I, told, I tell everybody. I've seen that five times in an opening day, and I've seen Howard the Duck four times in the theater.
0: Jesus. Oof. I was
1: 12 then.
0: Alright, yeah, exactly. It's forgiven. What's a, a, a movie that you've walked out of? The only movie I've walked out of ever, and I've finally since seen the entire movie and I still walked out, was To Be or Not To Be, the Mel Brooks remake of the Lubitsch classic because it was so stupid. And I was very proud of my girlfriend who's like, looked at me and said, anytime you want to leave, I'm fine. I'm like, great, let's go because it was so bad. And, it, and especially compared to the original, which I'm sure you know is this Lubitsch classic. It's... It's so it's amazing because it's Jack Benny, you see, and it's like the most subtle Jack Benny performance he ever gave on screen. It's a, it's a great movie. Lubitsch was, I mean, you know, Billy Wilder. Lubitsch was his master, and like whenever he would make movies, he'd be like, "How would Lubitsch do it?" And yeah, Lubitsch was Lubitsch was a virtuoso, and I love Mel Brooks. I love Mel Brooks, but it was one of those Life Stinks. You know, it's in more in the Life Stinks category yeah. than it is Blazing Saddles or yeah. anything. It's pretty bad.
2: I think I walked out. I, I almost walked out of The Hunted with
0: Christopher Lambert. Hilarious.
2: Uh, but I did. But you didn't.
0: Out. But you stayed all the way through Stop Fortress. I'm guessing with uh, another Christopher Lambert
2: moment. I, that, I, did that ever make it to the theater?
0: I don't know. I've seen it. I came.
2: I only saw it. hundred was in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did walk out of um, Inland Empire.
0: I don't know David Inland Lynch, Empire.
2: David Lynch film.
0: Oh, I don't remember that or one.
2: Ardern. It's like three hours of. Of montage video clips and stuff, and I'm I'm doing a slight. I've since watched it, and it's not bad.
0: Okay, you know I still haven't watched uh, the Showtime Twin Peaks. Uh, I haven't seen it either. So Mike
2: is in the washroom,
0: but yeah, I can hear him upstairs right now, clomping around. Um, um,
2: that that movie was it was shot on video. It was one of his first ones that he shot on video. Oh wow! And you could tell it was video, and I was feeling ill that day, and I was at the music box, and there's like a. Like an air conditioner blowing right out. Oh, of sure, head. sure. I'm not going to make this,
0: man. Did you see, uh, and it's amazing now because I guess they did yank it down from Netflix and I understand why, but that three-episode arc of Louis, the Louis C.K. show where uh, the whole story was he, was, uh, he might replace Letterman no. doing the 1030 show and they give him a, a producer to kind of get in talk show mode and it's David Lynch plays the producer.
2: I've heard about it. it.
0: It's hilarious.
2: So have they yanked all of the movies? I
0: guess so. That's what I, I haven't really checked on Netflix. I don't
2: think it's because of that. It probably just expired or something.
0: No, no, no. I really do think it was the scandal that oh, pulled really? it down. I really do. Yeah, wow. yeah. I kind of think everyone is afraid. That's why it'll be very interesting to see how Kevin Spacey movies because I I still see them currently on cable, much in the same way that the Cosby Show was still running on certain syndication networks and cable networks, even though the scandal was. At its peak. Well,
2: you see. This scandal thing is, is very... Uh, I mean, we... we it's amazing that, that Louis stuff will be taken off of Netflix, but we still have a guy in office who...
0: I'm with you. <laughs> no, obviously I'm that's the great irony. Cop- I, I need to be stuff. taken off of TV because of my scandals. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I was just telling... To talk about we that, were talking about David Lynch's three-episode arc on Louis when he was the talk show producer, trying to whip him into shape to take Letterman's job.
1: On Louis the...
0: On F- yeah, the FX Louis show.
1: Yeah, I only saw a couple of episodes of that show. It's a shame
0: because yeah. it could have been an independent film, this three-episode arc in itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was an, Im- an incredibly ambitious show, but of course his scandals have made his you know stuff hot. And I was just saying, it'll be interesting to see once whatever current contracts are running where we still see Kevin Spacey movies. And Kevin Spacey he was in a lot of movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's going to be very interesting if people, you know... A lot of
1: uh, very popular...
0: Yeah. Obviously, usual suspects. Making, and, yeah. you know.
1: American Beauty.
0: American Beauty, certainly. That's a really... When he is, like, a lead like that, what do you do? Yeah, does that movie I mean, suddenly become... an
1: Oscar winner, isn't yes, it? Yes,
0: it is. Absolutely. So, no, all these scandals, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that affects the viewings of this film in, in the future, what what cable channels choose to show and not choose to show.
1: No, yeah.
2: I mean, it, it'll be
0: more interesting to see what their career trajectory is. Sure. Have any. Oh, yeah, will they have an act, too? Because yeah. even Mel Gibson in that Step Brothers sequel or whatever the hell it was,
1: yeah. it Daddy's was interesting because
0: a couple, what was it? Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Daddy's Home, excuse me. That's right, Mark Wahlberg and uh, uh-huh. Will Ferrell. Uh yeah, it was weird because a couple of critics were like, "Hey, Mel Gibson's funny," and we're immediately smacked down. Oh, Mel Gibson? You mean that Mel Gibson? And it's like,
1: yeah, sorry, never mind. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those things. It's like you know those. I,
0: know. I still watch The Road Warrior. Yeah, sure. Hey man, get The Gringo. That was... That's post scandal and it's an excellent.
1: There, movie. I mean, it's like. Father it was good. Did see that? A lot of those people are. A lot of people in the art that I've read absorbed seen heard uh, are probably awful people <laughs> yeah yeah but I I mean they made me who I am I understand that too yeah
0: yes Let no it's me. complicated you yeah. know I get it man. That's a, that's a tough thing I mean like we've all met we've all met people that were our heroes
1: Jimmy Page locked a 13 yes. year old in his dungeon yes
0: exactly so yep. Ty Cobb was a piece of shit. He was an all-time baseball great. Pete Rose, not a great man.
1: It's kind of like, you know, trying to be vegan. (laughs) In what way? It's like it's really hard (laughs) to just stick to the... Program. Yeah. It's right, like that, if you, you, to you cut out anything, you got to cut out harmful. everything that's even just, hamburgers. <laughs> I mean, it, trying to be vegan is essentially what we're trying to do now as a culture, and it's like it's going to be real hard, guys. Oh, I
0: like that. And there's not going to be a lot of a lot of flavor in will yeah, <laughs> No, that's <won't> <laughs> just like being vegan. That's hilarious. And,
1: and, you know, in in saying just by saying that, people will take offense. Of and course, they will think that I'm. Arguing for assholes and it's not true. No,
2: vegans will be pissed at you, though. Oh please,
1: fuck those guys. (laughs) I would be. I would be if I could. I would be if their food fucking tasted better. If I could eat an Impossible Burger every day, I would probably, (laughs) I would be on their side. But I can't do it. Um, But it, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not an asshole. Oh, I, but I have consumed asshole stuff. Sure. John Byrne is not a great guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, John yeah. Byrne, I, yeah. I know he's not listening. No, clearly not. Uh, but he is... Genius. He's a, he is a, a certified genius. Agreed. And I he, I owe my career to his artwork. I understand. I owe what I... Star Wars and John Byrne and John Romita are the reason... That I am alive, why I do what I do. I'm with you. And I, you know, well, John I, Burns an asshole. I'm not turning any of that stuff away.
2: I'm with you. I even got into an argument with somebody, a, a very well known comic book legend. I got into an argument with him about Will Eisner. Yeah. Who I had never heard anything bad about. But this guy had something bad to say about Eisner. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly about his. Business Ebony what? Dealing. Oh, about his business dealings. Yeah, yeah, Ebony. I think some people understand the, the
0: time period, uh,
2: but but no, this was about what a cheapskate he was, and, and he, oh, and he cheated people out of this and that and stuff. I had never heard before. Yeah, he, even from people from his uh, from his stable. Sure. In interviews, nobody had ever said anything like that. They'd said he was cheap, but never that day, he was cheated. But, uh, you know, so it's like, well, that's, that's that guy's idea about how things are. Is it going to diminish my feelings about Eisner? No. I agree. Or his work, I should say.
1: Right. Yeah, the work. I mean, the fact of the matter is, how much, how much do we actually know or care about the people that make the stuff we love anyway? You know what I mean? like growing up it does watch,
2: poison things so. sort well, of yes. it
1: sort of does it sort of does but everything that I thought I knew about Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and and <laughs> Carrie Fisher when I was growing up I didn't know anything about them yeah. It was all in my head. Right. But and, I... and still, even if you hear something on Entertainment Tonight, you don't know anything no. about them. No. In fact, you only know the worst thing about them.
0: Well, and I was going to say, a lot of times I like having, especially the older creators, on, and in fact just did with Denny O'Neill. We, we talked Batman, but Denny really wanted to talk about his life. Yeah. And I really was excited about that. And I'm like, go, Denny.
1: Something that nobody knows anything about.
0: Right. And, that's, and that made it interesting for me. And that's why I do find sometimes when a, you find out about an artist and or a creative person and their life experience mm-hmm. in a positive way because you know it informs their art. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's valuable. But I agree. If all <laughs> you're hearing the, is the that's, shit. The, yeah. That's the double-edged sword. Right. Part. Absolutely. Here's
1: what I knew about John Byrne growing up. He was English and grew up in Canada, and what he looked like, because he drew himself and everything. Yep, yep. It wasn't until I got to be an adult that I learned all this other stuff about him. (laughs) I agree. It's like, that. I mean, it didn't influence me. It didn't change me. I mean, in fact, if anything, I mean, you look at his comic book work, and it's like more progressive than anything. It's just like, uh... If he's, if he's an asshole, it's not showing on his pages. I hear you. No, I understand. So.
0: Well, no, I like where this conversation has gone. Uh, Jim, is there, is there any uh, current projects that I can help you plug while we're talking?
2: Well, just keep an eye
0: open for Trash Bridge. whenever Trash Bridge? Is happen. that all you, or is it, are you collaborating no, with somebody? it's
2: uh, Steve, Steve Seeley and Ryan Brown are writing it. Oh, fun.
0: It. Yeah. Excellent. Is that going to be an image book?
2: Not sure where we're it's okay. about.
0: Trash Bridge. I don't know.
2: <laughs> there you go. Guess I don't need. We guess we don't need to spend that money on advertisement <laughs> like we were planning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll look forward to the announcement. And when it's you're like ready the to
2: best, talk, It's like the best
0: '80s movie you, that was never made. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's certainly a favorite milieu <laughs> of all one three of them.
1: The ones made by the Italians, except it's good.
0: That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> No, that's cool. Very good. Trash bridge.
1: trash bridge.
0: It's post-apocalyptic in some ways. I'm assuming. Interesting. Interesting. Futuristic. Yeah, it's very good. Would Robert Ginty be a proper person to cast in a mo- in a Trash Bridge movie? Isn't that Robert Ginty? Isn't that his name? Which one is that? Okay.
1: Oh, no! He, he would be in it. He would. He was not the star. <laughs> okay. I don't like that mumbly mouth it, freak. executioner. What yeah, was the executioner in the you. paper chase. And, yeah, because uh,
0: I know him from. I know Robert Ginty from the paper. Warriors chase.
1: from the. Uh, Deep? No, Warriors from the Year. I forget what it is. Oh, I know which one. Warriors is. of the Wasteland or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They had so a motorcycle
1: funny. that talked to him.
0: Hilarious. All right, that's awesome. This would right, well. be more
2: like, uh, like the Peter Weller like the f- second yeah. movie Peter Weller's
0: in. Okay, all right. Well, you guys are wrapping up uh, 2017 for me, so thank you. Yay. Good conversation. Happy New Year. Go
1: out with this a bang. Yeah. Absolutely. Nobody liked this year. I'd be really surprised if anybody liked this year.
0: I mean, yeah, it was personally, a rough
1: year. I mean, I don't have. I have no complaints, but that's kind of like the this, like the whole. The whole, uh, it's kind of like a a statement in itself that like, I'm not being affected by anything.
0: No, I understand.
1: You know Um, what I mean? Yeah. Like My career's great, and I have, like, I go outside and nothing affects me, but I see that it is. Oh, God, yeah. And it's terrible.
0: Well, we're middle-aged white men, so yeah, we're kind of lucky and everything. Yeah,
1: but it's not great for everybody else. No. I know
0: Jim had causes that he certainly was frustrated by this year.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that, you know. that, that, that. Yeah, that's one of the things that I was um, donating to. But there you it's go. like, uh, it's. I mean, it just didn't go great for everybody else. So no, I understand. I think you know, it, it's it's funny because last year, last year at the end of the year, everybody's like, "Screw you, 2016," and then they were like, 2017's gonna suck," and guess what? It did. And it did. Uh, but it, I don't. I don't know if, it, if people hopeful for 2018.
0: Well, they're. I think they're hopeful for. Uh, hopefully, you know, possible for like, uh,
1: like almost a year from now. Is exactly. What hopeful
0: for. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Yeah, so I don't still know.
1: Still got to do like, ten months of this damn comic strip.
0: I'm sorry, buddy. But I, but I think uh, based on...
1: Everybody, I, you know, I hope everybody buys the fucking collection when it comes amen. out. Otherwise, this is going to be a big experiment in futile. Well, and
0: that's kind of why I would strike while the iron's hot and get that uh, first volume yeah, out there. You know what like, I
1: mean? What's this, the Wheeler guy that... But... Yeah, his, Shannon Wheeler. Yeah, he got his book out real quick. Oh, I didn't was know. Shannon probably,
0: yeah. Too much coffee, man, and yeah, uh, you know, did,
1: like he published like his like Trump's tweets in illustration. Oh, that's very funny. You know, he's I love Shannon.
0: His stuff is great, and I've met him a few times in San Diego. Really nice guy. Yeah, so
2: it's not an exercise in futility. No, it's a well, daily
0: reprieve.
1: I get that people like it, but I I don't enjoy doing it, and it is actually getting in my way. Of yeah. your other work, yeah, yeah, it is actually preventing me from making money now.
0: Well, then that's why the volume needs to, uh, like yeah. you know, yeah. Trump the first year, Little Donnie the first year, or Little Donnie I'm, ca- I'm year going
1: one. to call uh, the first volume will be called Executive Privilege. Good, <laughs> is what. Very I'm calling good. The first volume.
0: I like it. All right. Well, there you go. There's a good scoop for Word balloon. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's hope 2018 is a better year. And, uh, and thank you for closing out the year with me, and uh, always a pleasure, and looking forward to our next casual conversation, so thank you.
1: Well, more shows ought to be like yours. Well, that's really nice. Thanks, buddy. That's true.
0: How about that? Mike Norton, everybody, and Jim Terry. Great way to close out uh, 2017. Thank you very much for listening to today's Word Balloon. It was brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Thank you, League, again for your support. If you want to contribute and subscribe to Word Balloon, you can do that at WordBalloon.com. Click on the Patreon ad or go directly to Patreon.com slash WordBalloon. Thank you again, League of Word Balloon listeners. Word Balloon is also brought to you by Instock Trades at InstockTrades.com. I want to look at some Mike Norton uh product at InStockTrades, Trades, but I also want to point out, man, I can never talk enough about uh Mark Miller's run on Superman Adventures. It was based on the cartoon, but I gotta tell you some of the best all-ages Superman stories ever, Mark just knocked it out because, like every great creator that takes on some of these all-ages books, forget about the all-ages, just tell a great story. And Mark was able to do that in this Superman volume. 240 pages of goodness. Uh, Allure Amancio is the artist, and it looks like those great... um, you know, cartoons of the 90s of Superman. Uh, Dave Michelini also uh, doing some uh, writing over here. And Mike Manley and Terry Austin among the artists. So, uh, really great stuff. 45% off, $10.99. As far as Mike Norton product at In Stock Trades, uh, you can get things like The Curse. was was uh, Mike's uh, 24-hour comic book event. And uh, the graphic novel of The Curse is available, 30% off. It's just $10.49. Volumes of Battle Pug are available. Volume 1, 45% off, $8.24. You can get Volume 3, Sit, Stay, Die. Uh, That's 70% off, $4.49. You can also get uh, Devil's Biscuit. That's Volume 4. 45% 45% off, $8.24. Pause of War, Volume 5. 70% off, $4.49. You get The Answer, a great book that uh, he co-wrote with Dennis Hopeless, and he drew himself um, a, a superhero that he created for Image. Uh, this book, or pardon me, Dark Horse, shame on me. It's an original Dark Horse hero. Uh, 45% off for the trade paperback of The Answer, $7.14. So, of course, uh, volumes of Revival, him and Tim Seeley, uh, that's the movie uh, project that Mike kind of alluded to in our conversation. Uh, no movement yet. When there is uh, you know, more more hard data, certainly I'll touch base with uh, Tim and Mike and find out what's going on more. But, uh, of course, Jenny Frizzin covers on uh, the Revival books. But uh, a lot of them are 45% off. In fact, all of them are. And uh, various prices. You can get uh, Trade Paperback Volume 6 for $8.24. Oh, excuse me. This is the Hardback uh, Volume 4. Uh, That is 45% off, $19.24. So lots of volumes of Revival and other great Mike Norton product available at InStockTrades.com. Check it out for yourself. Great books at great prices. If your orders are $50 or more, you'll receive free shipping from InStockTrades.com. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Man, 2017, last words on it. What can you say? It was a rough year. Uh, I think uh, both uh, from a just, you know, kind of culture standpoint. And uh, certainly uh, the big two had their ups and downs. It was a big year, it seems, uh, for DC. It was a rough year for Marvel. A lot of bad publicity, a lot of bad choices that uh, I think uh, some of the public didn't take to. But uh, we'll see what happens in 2018. uh, Things close out with uh, my buddy Bendis jumping from Marvel to DC and then getting, you know, hit tough with that uh, MRSA infection. He's on the mend, though, and uh, he'll be back and. I know he'll uh, bring his stories to Word Balloon, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot of information from him uh, as 2018 descends. But I already have a couple great 2018 uh, interviews in the bag that I can't wait to share with you uh, in the week ahead. So uh, keep coming back to WordBalloon.com. Check your uh, podcast subscription fees for the next installments. Until next time, Happy New Year. Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2018.